What's going on, everybody, and welcome back. Season 3, Episode 6, Hit the Books, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of sports and sports gambling. Each episode, we break down all the NFL matchups and trends for the week, provide analysis, and offer up our best bets and betting advice. It's time for Week 5. 14 games this week in the NFL on this that we will review on this week's episode. Some college football games to review as well. Uh, the fast-approaching NHL and NBA seasons to touch on. And a recap on our thoughts on the MLB playoffs. All this and more coming up soon. Do not forget about our live stream each and every Sunday morning, ready to showcase the top five games of the week. Give our winning bets on those live Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube, Twitch, Rumble, Kick, Facebook, and more. So let's jump into this week's episode and introduce my co-hosts, Huff, Ace, and Mackie. Ace, let's start off with you this week. We're coming off uh, Dallas. It's a pretty solid week, uh, weekend rather. Um, your Patriots not able to get it done, but we'll jump into that. What do you think? Yeah, a lot of a lot of hometown beatings going down. Of course, we had to witness mine taking place. Uh, terrible news following that game as well with some of our superstars getting injured. You hate to see it. But other than that, I mean, I was hyped about the golf trip. Uh, the Yinzers were not ready for the show that Mackie and I put on. And uh, c- continuous lead throughout the day just ended in a W. Multiple items being put on the table and never being won from the Pittsburgh side. So you just love to see it. Shout out to the clubs and the course and whatnot. But great time with the boys in person and uh, ready to break down this week's slate of sports. Good stuff there, Ace. All right, uh, Mackie, let's send it over to you next. What do you got for us? Your Cowboys were able to get it done, but you're back in New York now. What do you, what do you got? Yeah, awesome weekend in Dallas. Uh, Cowboys made it worth it. They spanked those uh, Patriots. I was in Ace's face all day, but... Uh, yeah, I went two and zero this weekend with the golf and the uh, and the Cowboys. So pretty pretty successful weekend, and uh, I think we all had a pretty good time. So um, first annual hit the books trip is in the books, and we're getting getting ready for the next one. We absolutely are getting ready for the next one. Huff, finish it off for us here. Week five, we're here. What do you got? Uh, not much going on with me. Like I said, uh, had a good time down in Dallas. Jerry's World was a good time. Uh, Hell of a fucking stadium. I definitely didn't know what to expect walking into there. That place is massive. Uh doesn't even compare to some of the stadiums that I've been to, up at least up here in the uh the northeast with the pit with the Steelers, <clears throat> excuse me, the Bills and the Packers, but that place is crazy. Obviously, like they said, we had a good round of golf. Uh Mackey and Ace took a took a two I think it was a two hole lead at the end, uh, to do it, to to clinch the the round eighteen. So that was a good match. Had a good time there, but other than that, um, not much else. Uh, didn't have a too good of a week in the NFL card. Saved myself with uh, Pacheco on the first touchdown Sunday night. But other than that, my card's been brutal. Uh, it's, a, it's a long season, so hoping to get back to it. Honestly, very tough week for us uh, on the cards in the NFL. But I think this week we were a little occupied just like being in Dallas together. and uh, it wasn't you, could our tell, best. you could tell because then I went 2-0 and on Monday Night Football when yeah, I had time yeah. to actually lock in. It definitely wasn't our best, uh, our our most detailed and uh, well thought plays, but um, you know, my week so- was ruined by the Swifty fucking magic. I tried to buy into the hype, and I got fell flat on my face, and that was a huge swing. Would have ended positive if that guy could have found the end zone, but I got to fall away from that hype, just like the NFL needs to. Alrighty, boys, let's jump uh, into this week's episode here. Let's see what we got first up. We got uh, some some things to keep in mind. The NHL regular season right around the corner, just six days away as we're right in the MLB playoffs. We know the NHL is coming up. NBA regular season, just 20 days away, quickly approaching on that one. And something to keep an eye out for is the Super Bowls, 130 days away. So 
it is it is approaching as we are now through four weeks before you even know it. It's been a quick, quick season. Um, but let's jump into what we got in the NFL this week. First point here, the Denver Broncos and linebacker Randy Gregory are parting ways. The Broncos stated the team wanted to focus around younger players, making Gregory a free agent after signing a five-year, $70 million deal in 2022 with the Broncos. What are we thinking about this one uh, coming out of Denver? Wait, when did he sign that deal? Last summer. This was his This was his second year on that deal, on that crazy deal with Denver. Uh, he was a part of that offseason that they had last season when they brought in Russ and they needed to beef up the defense, so they brought in him. Uh, I don't know. It just hasn't really been a fit for him in Denver since he got there. Uh, I don't think he played too many games in the blue and orange, so I don't know if Denver is going to be hurting too much without him. It's obviously a big name, but... You get a big uh, a big paycheck off the salary cap. I think they'd like to address that in other places, but uh, I don't like the comment where you want to focus around younger players. It's like, dude, just if you're going to cut the guy, just cut the guy. You don't have to make an excuse for it. Like if it didn't work out, you don't have to make an excuse for it. Like happens all the time. It just didn't work. No, I mean honestly, I feel like they might not be too far from the truth. There, they're really looking to cut ties with these veterans and develop the guys that they're going to have under contract for cheap. Get away from that big contract. It's surprising to me though. Like, I know you want to build around the Broncos' young core now that they're kind of shit and they didn't meet expectations, but Randy Gregory's looked like a good player, in my opinion. I think he'll be a worthwhile pickup wherever he lands, a solid edge rusher, especially if you can rotate him in as your two or three, someone like the Browns with an already electric defense. Imagine they added a name like that into the mix. But, uh, I mean, they're a dime a dozen nowadays, finding those edge rushers. It seems like more and more are budding every year, so... Not too surprised in the direction that the Broncos went, but I'm excited to see where Gregory ends up. I think he'll be the kind of the he'll be the first, obviously the e- easy to say the first filling guy when someone gets hurt, but I don't think we see him play for a team for the next couple of weeks. You don't think so? I mean, they don't have to sign him at that contract, right? No, I mean they can sign him. He's now a free agent. They can sign him to a one year deal for eight hundred thousand if he wants to sign it. You know, I what bet I mean? you we sign sooner rather than later. I wouldn't put it past two weeks. You might even hear it next time we're on the pod where he ends up. I think that uh, he can be added in on some teams' depth on the defensive side of the ball, someone who's right there in the mix of it. Um, imagine him in Miami with Bradley Chubb on the other side. I mean, something like that. Any Anywhere he'd be a good fit, in my opinion. Yeah. I could see the Eagles sign him. They just add him to their fucking defensive line. I just feel like they sign him. They lost, what's his name? Was it Hargreaves that they lost to uh, San yeah. Francisco? Got to yeah. replace him somehow, but... Mackey's former cowboy Randy Gregory, I believe. I, I feel like yeah, he'll find he was, home soon enough. I, I actually I don't I haven't heard a lot about him since he did leave Dallas, but I just remember him always being a problem off the field. He was never really on the field either. So I don't know if that maybe that came into play. Um I don't know, but I I if he is if he is a bad locker room guy and an 0-3 or a 1-3 team does not mix good well or yeah, mix well he together. Just, he just looks like he doesn't give a shit, and that's kind of how his mentality was in in Dallas, from what I remember, but I haven't heard about it really, him in the past few years, so I couldn't really tell you much about him. I don't, like I said, I don't think he's played too many games for Denver. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he's really been on the field. I can't stat. I I can't back that. There's up. no he's, reason to really get on the field for that team, though. In my opinion, even if you're a little banged up, you're not going out of your way to play. They gave him Denver, 70 probably. million reasons to get his yeah, ass they on gave the field. Him 70 million. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're a terrible squad, though. Tough scene. Yeah, very interesting situation there coming out of Denver. We'll uh, have more on that as we find it out. Next one, the Patriots have officially been hit with the injury bug as they lose two of their top defense- defenders, in, uh, including Matt Judon and Christian Gonzalez, will likely, with likely season-ending injuries. Can this Patriots defense still be good enough without their top two guys, even with the addition of J.C. Jackson? 
Ace, what do you think about this one here? Uh, the injury bug lying around the league, teams getting hit all over the place. It's a it's that time of the year. Who yeah, pretty pretty loaded question there, but. Christian Gonzalez going down, that's on the heels of a lot of other corners in New England. Jonathan Jones, uh, pro, former Pro Bowl safety, matches up with Tyreek Hill. Well, he's he's out. Jack Jones, two guns, he's been out all year on the IR. Marcus Jones placed on the IR <laughs> against the Jets. And now Christian Gonzalez going down. I mean, it's only fitting that they brought in J.C. Jackson. And to bring in a former Pro Bowler, why not uh, take a flyer on him for conditional sixth and seventh round flips. yeah it's a so six round pick like, no no cares? it's not even a six it's just flipping your picks in those drafts because the charges are going to be higher so we don't even lose any picks we're just going down in the sixth and seventh round um, yeah who cares i think jc jackson could definitely revitalize his career in this system that made him once one of the top corners in the league uh, i hate to see that for christian gonzalez though he's putting together an offensive rookie or defensive rookie of the year campaign in my opinion he was you're just leading, saying that. yeah leading the you're odds just but talking uh, about that you hate to see that. Matthew Judon, he'll be back in a couple months. Um, tough injuries, though. That trip to Dallas really did a number on him. But I think this defense will be good with whoever they put on the field. We know Belichick can build build up any defense. The problem is the offense there. And we'll get to that, obviously, when we, we recap and preview and whatnot. But I think uh, defense will still be still be elite without them, in my opinion. A lot, a lot of big draft picks spent on defensive players in the last few years. Definitely in trouble, though, you got to think. I mean, you're, you're missing your... Your main, your main facing that defense, and obviously that that uh that rookie has been um Christian Gonzalez been lights out. Yeah, the Matthew Judon, I'm, Matthew Judon, not so, uh, even though he's a top end guy. Like I said, those those outside linebackers, edge rushers, Diamond Dozen, Josh Utse putting up double digit sacks last year. They drafted Keon White. Um, they have Dietrich Weiss, and you can Marte Mop, who a lot of these young guys can really slot into that role. But the outside guys like Christian Gonzalez and Jonathan Jones, who can lock down true wide receiver ones without him. Gonna need JC to make that big jump back to what he once was. Well, you're gonna have to see. He's gonna have it's his hands ask. full Sunday with Chris Olave. Yeah, but like that's. I still think the pass rusher is gonna be uh, getting after that Saints team. Although I know they have a good old line, but they haven't looked. Uh, they haven't looked so special to start. And this is just what the Patriots needed—a lesser opponent. Think about who they've went through you gotta, so far. The Eagles, you gotta worry. The, the Dolphins. You gotta worry about Mac Jones now, though. I mean. Uh, after that, after yeah. playing that Dallas defense, horrible but game. He, he, he's going to play another the, tough defense. Here's the thing, though. You like people. You expect him to be lights out all year. I knew he was going to have a few stinkers in there. You just kind of put it behind you. He's the guy all year, in my opinion. I don't think they're going to turn the page to anybody else because we know those guys are just lesser. Um, I, think I don't mean by it out. I don't mean turn the page. I just mean like you got to worry about him being your franchise quarterback if he's not getting the job done. I mean, he's not the franchise quarterback. He's off his uh off his contract after this year so he's really just auditioning for a new contract so far not so good but he's going to get a lot more chances to to produce and i think he can have a solid week this week uh, i think these two teams are pretty similar just in very different situations good stuff there boys here another uh point about an injury colts running back jonathan taylor who was on the pup list due to an ankle injury practiced today in indianapolis and is back healthy is Taylor going to help this young Colts offense take it to the next step? Already playing some uh, some pretty all right football. Um, fun team to watch so far this year. What, what do you guys think? Is he going to be a good addition, or is he going to possibly ruin that little mojo they've got going on? Yeah, I, I'm excited for this for this Titans-Colts game that we get this week. Obviously, divisional matchup, AFC South. Uh, the Titans have been a pesky team. The Colts are kind of doing a little better than most people expected, I would think, to this point. Anthony Richardson's been dominant when he's played, uh, even though Minshew picked up the one win in Baltimore. So 
Um, I'm really excited to see the duo of uh, Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor out there. I've been on this Colts team the past couple of weeks. They burnt me last week against that Rams team. They were down and teased me with the comeback, and then I uh, just couldn't get the job done at the end. But I'm really excited to see this uh, dual rushing attack of Jonathan Taylor and uh, Anthony Richardson. Huff, you're so high on Anthony Richardson. I am too. How fun is he to watch? Guys just played great football. Um, I, I liked what Zach Moss was doing on this Colts team. That's why I'm kind of interested to see how they use him. Maybe you could sell high and shop him, but maybe they they shop Jonathan Taylor instead. I know all those rumors are still swirling around, but I'll have to see if he actually suits up for them and how he does. I don't I don't think he's going to be with the Indianapolis Colts too much longer, Mackie. I don't I don't see that happening. What who, do you think? who JT? Yeah. I don't really know about that. Obviously, well, I don't really think he'll be there much longer either because of the things that went on with him and Jim Irsay. But um, I, I, I'm really excited to see him get back into this offense, especially with how offensive heavily they are now with Anthony Richardson. Um, you got two running options now. Bringing Jonathan Taylor back in, people kind of forget about who he was before that ACL injury. I mean, he, he um, he's definitely up there and one of the best running backs in the league, and it's, he's just going to add to this offense. I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, you're not wrong. That's a good point I wasn't thinking about. It. Jonathan Taylor, obviously, once was electrifying. I was never too high on him, but maybe his usage was just too high the last few years. Even in college, he got a lot of carries. I think he might have led the NCAA in them, honestly. But he, he's he's an elite runner, and if you can get a guy like Zach Moss to take those big hits off him and lighten up the defense, because we know Zach Moss is a bruiser, maybe that Jonathan Taylor, five weeks off, he might be coming back hot. So it'll be interesting to see. It. Always happy when a superstar can get back on the field. Yeah, I think I think Steichen's obviously using his guys right, and I'm excited to see him be able to have the the skill players out there. With, I mean, I, I'm not saying Pittman's the greatest receiver. I think he's a nice option to have for a young team. Uh, he's definitely not a one, but Pittman, Richardson, uh, Jonathan Taylor, getting their likes back of that good defense that they have. Uh, I, I like what's going on in Indianapolis, especially the guys the head coach. I think Pittman's a little underrated, to be honest. I think he is too, Mackie. I, I don't know. A lot, every time I say that, I get like chirped. Because, so I always like passively defend myself before yeah. I even finish my take. <laughs> no, because well, I usually get ripped for that. I think he's decent, dude. I he's not because he's not the obviously like the best. He's not one of the best like number ones in the in the league. But he is a number one receiver by all means. Yeah. Like he he deserves to be a number one receiver. Um, I I think he gets overlooked a lot actually. I like him. I wanted to when the I wanted the Steelers to draft him. They we had a chance to draft him. I wanted us to take him. Who did you end up taking? I forget. And nobody. It was the year, I think no. It was, I think it was the year whoever we picked in the second round for uh, Najee. After Najee, I'd have to look it up. I can look it up. <laughs> Alrighty, boys. That's all the news we have in the NFL. Let's jump into these power rankings going into Week Five. At number five, the Kansas City Chiefs. Number four, Mackey's Dallas Cowboys. Three, the Buffalo Bills to the Philadelphia Eagles and staying there at number one, the San Francisco 49ers just hanging out there. Uh, any comments on this, boys, the week five power rankings? Yeah, Chiefs at five does seem kind of crazy, but to be honest, they're just not really playing the best football, and these teams ahead of them are playing really good football. We had to edge the Dolphins out this week, but, I mean, there's definitely six teams that deserve to be in this top five. It's just uh, you, somebody's got to get fu fucked here, but... um. Cowboys strong showing against a pretty decent Patriots team, pretty a, a good Patriots defense, but um they just absolutely rocked them this week. So I mean I think that that made them deserving of getting back in this week. Yeah, Mac Mackie said it all there. Um the Chiefs though, I mean I said this going into this week with the way our power rankings are and how top heavy that top six is really uh, ahead of the pack. 
whoever loses that Bills Dolphins game for me is falling out of the rankings. Not not a bad theory in my opinion because we've seen the good and the bad from the Bills. Um, really it wasn't good. a shootout either. So also those Josh <laughs> Allen odds flipping up to the highest in the league. He's at plus three hundred right now, uh, the lowest in the league, I should say. I think people just forget that he turned the ball over four times in the in week one and. That's uh, all right. The of, week one, you know, I mean, we're no, four weeks into the season. It's not like we've got a sixteen-week sample size. Now. No, four no, weeks in. You know, you know how you got to look at week he, one. I know, but that's just like Ma- kind of funny. Like he shouldn't have Mackie. the best odds. He should not. Back to that, I I found the where he got drafted. The Steelers didn't have a first round pick in that draft, but we picked Chase Claypool like ten picks later, and we picked Claypool in front of two picks before the Cowboys took Trayvon Diggs. Five picks before the Eagles took Jalen Hurts. Oh, my God. And about eight picks before the Ravens took J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> Damn. I mean, J.K. Dobbins this is why, this is why I don't so look back at drafts. Draft, at least you got draft capital from Chase Claypool, so you should really just see who that turned into and maybe just judge that pick on that. And I, got, think it was pick, I think it was Pickens or Joey Porter last year. Yeah, I love looking into the the trees of a trade that that how they break out and whatnot. like what it turned what, into what after they get, after the picks. Everybody, get used. everybody loves the Trey Lance trade right now. That's probably the biggest one to do it with. Um, but other than that, yeah, those top six rankings. I'll tell you what, clear cut number seven. I know they're not in our top six because they. I mean, we might have to respect their loss a bit more now after seeing how good these Texans are, in my opinion. But the Ravens are that clear cut seven. Um, sitting at three and one, handling. I know Deshaun was out, but they handled that really elite defense. They put Lamar and Andrews having days. Um, two back to back divisional wins. So can't be mad about that from the Ravens' standpoint. If any of these top six start to slip, you could see them uh, move in. Also excited for our 1v4 matchup this week. My, uh, my pick for the Super Bowl and the NFC, the San Francisco 49ers, my ultimate lock to win that division is taking on Mackey's Dallas Cowboys over in San Francisco, though. So that'll be a great one to watch. I know that we'll be talking about that soon enough. Good stuff, boys. Lots of good stuff going into week five here. Let's just jump right into these games here, starting with Thursday night football. The Chicago Bears heading into Washington to visit the Commanders. Commanders are the favorite here at five and a half points. Their money line sitting at minus 255. The Bears money line at plus 210. And the total at 44 and a half. Uh, I'm currently seeing about 80% of the money on the Commanders, which is pretty interesting. All right, some trends I got for this one. Commanders, 3-16 and 16 against the spread in their past 19 games as home chalk of 6 or more points. Since uh, they aren't 6 or more points. I got these trends yesterday. Under 14. Well, no, they're, yeah, they're 6. They're 6 now. Oh, is it? Yeah, 5.5. I right. think it's 6 right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's 5.5. I just read it. Uh, under 14 and two in Washington's last 16 games at home and the bears five and two straight up in their last seven games played on a Thursday. Five of those games went under who wants to get us rolling on this one. Going to be a decent Thursday night football matchup. I mean, the bears, not a great team, but the commanders, are they that great either? Ace, what do you think? I'm going to tell you what, this is the first time that the schedule makers really got us after what we had to watch on Sunday night football and at what we're going to have to watch tomorrow night. Uh, it's catching up to us. Remember those early season primetime games? They were looking electric. And now we're getting Commanders, Bears in the primetime. Uh, I think it'll actually be pretty fun to watch. I like watching Howell and Fields, even though they make some boneheaded decisions. But I'm eager to hear what you guys have for a side in this one, and I'll give my take on this game. I, I don't really have a... Go ahead, Mackie. Okay. I, yeah, I haven't really watched a lot of Washington uh, Commanders games this year, but I'm kind of excited to because I want to see how good Sam Howell actually is heard a lot about his name um seen a seen a few nice uh nice plays but never actually watched a game but with that being said i mean the bears suck so i'm 
I, I can't lean them in the side. I actually do really like the, the Commanders, minus five and a half. Um, I think that they can get uh, take care of business. That defense is playing pretty well. Um, Bears have nothing going on offense. Their defense isn't very good either. So, um, I mean, they're they're pretty gross to watch. So I'm going to lean uh, Washington minus five and a half in this one for sure. Yeah, before, Let's before go. we jump in here. Um, yeah, I was going to say that Matt Chapman hit on the Blue Jays needed that to drop in fair would have been clutch. Instead, he grounds into a double play like a run opposite sides here. I didn't know you had the Blue Jays. Yeah, I, I like. Yeah, you said it earlier, little faggot. Yeah, no, but um, got got a lot of value. They can they can come back with one swing of the bat. Good team, but no, jumping into this game, I'm gonna go with a half a unit on the uh, the Bears plus two thirty one. You'll hear that on a live stream. I don't love too much, but I just think that Justin Fields might be able to get one pull one out here. This Commanders team isn't that good. They're going in confident for once into a game. I think that hurts them more than helps them. Not super confident in this at all, but a value play. I already locked it in, actually, at plus 231. Um, only other thing I'm going to look at is maybe a Justin Fields touchdown, but those receivers in Washington definitely scare me. Yeah, there, there's two things I have my eyes on here. One's the first half under. It's, uh, let me see the number. 21 and a half. 21 and a half. I love that. I'll probably for sure take that at the 21 and a half at the minus 110 right now. I'm going to wait and see where it goes. But I saw it at minus 115 this morning. And now it's minus 110. So maybe get a little higher. I don't really know. But uh, and then I, I do like it. Like he said, I like Justin Fields to get in the end zone, but I'll probably do the first touchdown 12 to one instead of the the I have plus 140 for the anytime. So both are a little tempting, but great odds. on uh, that. You guys you know don't like I'll, you guys don't like this commander's defense. I, no, I do. I just I, I think there's a lot of value on like the Bears in this Fields game. Fields is always I, I, running, I Mac. You know he doesn't know how to throw. Yeah, yeah I'm not. I'm true. not. That's why I said I'm not going to have a side in this game. I like that first half under, and I'm just. I just think that's insane value. If the Bears get the ball and can somehow get down the field, I like. I like them to just try to run Fields in. Do I slap on a Mike Ditka jersey or something like that and just go one unit on the Bears to win and one unit or, on Justin Fields to get in? And if one of them hits, I'm making some good dough. He could. Or Komet. Komet's been tar- – he had a big game last week for uh, against Denver. I mean, I know they lost. I think he had two touchdowns and like uh, 100-some yards. He had a big day. Yeah, but I do really like that Justin Fields touchdown. Those odds, I, I know that defense, Mac, it does scare me too. But I just think he's running for his life all the time, and he has the wheels to get in, especially if they get close to the goal line. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't believe it, but I'm siding with the Bears slow slightly just for the odds. Yeah, I probably will not have a play on the side on this game. Up, you'll you'll for sure see that. That's got to be too many points for the Commanders, in my opinion. I don't know if the Bears look anything like they did. I mean, dude, they just blew a what twenty-eight to seven lead to the Bear or to yeah, the Broncos. Yeah, but what was that final? Thirty-one twenty-eight score game. Yeah, they were right they there. Score- and I think the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos and the Commanders are a pretty even team, as we saw when they played. Well, yeah, we'll have to see. I know what you mean. Alrighty, Thursday night football there in uh, Washington. Let's jump over to Sunday. We're heading over to London again, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Jags. Staying in London to take on the Bills. Bills are the favorite here, five and a half points as well here. Their money line minus 230. Jags money line plus 190 in the total at 48 and a half. No trends for me on this one, but who wants to get us started? Going into London for another week. Trevor Lawrence in London for a second week in a row. It honestly just kind of makes me laugh. I really don't understand why they do it back-to-back. 
But last week they were at Wembley, and this week they're at Tottenham. It's the they're playing indoor this time, so um, no London under. I don't know if it hit last week, but this one's at forty eight and a half, and uh, Tottenham is a dome. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, I I feel like this game looks kind of trappy. Like, why is it a five and a half point spread? They Jaguars have been over there for two weeks. They put up a great showing last week. Uh, dominated the Falcons. Um, I mean, the Bills have been playing some really good football, but we know how we know how they play. It's a lot different um, when they're not playing in Buffalo. So uh, I, I I definitely like the Jaguars plus five and a half. I kind of like their money line too. It's just too much value for for two teams that aren't really that much different, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of on the other side. I kind of leaned on the Bills here. I think that they're they look a little too electric right now for me to take the the Jaguars against them. I think that defense will have some trouble with Josh Allen and uh, what they've been able they've been able to do on the offensive side of the ball in Buffalo. So I'd probably lean on Buffalo. I don't know. I'm glad this is a 9:30 game because I might just wake up and watch this during the stream and not really have a play on this. But um, yeah, that's a tough spread. But I don't know. Uh, maybe the Bills in a money line parlay I'd like more, but. Um, yeah, I don't know how I'm feeling about the five and a half. Definitely, I think I lean Buffalo though. Mac, you were saying you like them plus five and a half. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm probably yeah, gonna sprinkle I, money on, dude. Yeah, me too. And it's crazy. It's another one where it's like, fuck, the value is way too good. These teams are really close. I think in my rankings, I know the Bills are jumping up ours, but I think Jaguars haven't played to their potential yet. They have two weeks in London now. I love that. That's basically their home stadium. They're there every year. But you've been there for a while. The Bills just had a nice big divisional win, right? Everything's going I don't, all right. But I don't now you've got to go play off. super early in the morning. I don't think that means the two weeks in London. I don't think that means as much as you think. These players hate I going do. over there. I do. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're just... They're like, comfortable. You're, you're, yeah, you've been over there. You're like more... And they were successful there. In the swing think of things. Think about how I, great that defense played last mo- week in the morning. I think the Bills come kind of come out really slow. I I just don't see. Dude, we've seen it so many times with them going on the road. Them them just not being able to get uh get that offense going. They're just not meshing very well. You're going across the country. I mean, I'm I'm assuming they're they've been there for two days now. But I mean, it's tough. It's tough to get into things over there. Definitely. I think Josh Allen is due to throw an interception overseas. He he loves turning the ball over. That defense the defense was feasting last week. We what they have two pick two touchdowns maybe. But they were. Yeah, they I mean, were it was Desmond Ritter. So no, no, that that's still too. But as long as Josh, I'm in the same boat as you, Mackie. I think they come out slow. The only thing is, we can't have that Trevor Lawrence game like they had against the Kansas City Chiefs, where they came out slow and they couldn't do anything all game. That's going to shoot them in the foot. Because I think the defense actually steps up to the challenge and contains the Bills as best they can. But I still think that you're going to have to put up over 24 points to win this game. I, agree. I I I do I do like points here. I think this is a good game, but again, too much value on the Jaguars in London again. Give me them. I'm not not my favorite pick of the week, but give me them. Another London game here. The Jags playing one, at least one home game in London uh, every year since 2013. So pretty interesting there. Let's jump into this one o'clock slate though. The Texans and Falcons are the first one up here. The Falcons are the favorite, minus two for them. Their money line at minus 126. Texans money line at plus 108. Total 41 and a half. Trends I got here. Unders are 12 and 7 in the Texans road games over the past two seasons. And only the Saints have been a worse against the spread at home team at home since 2021 than the Atlanta Falcons 6 and 12 against the spread. What are you guys thinking here going into this first Monday night football game in Atlanta? Atlanta. Texans Sunday. and sorry. Jeez. Sunday night, Sunday football, one o'clock. Yep. Go ahead. Who's up? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so uh, the, I, a lot of people are going to be on the Texans in this game um, for good reason. C.J. Stroud has looked really good over the past two weeks, putting up their over 30 points on the Jags and the Steelers. Um, and they've looked like a really good team. They have a lot of weapons there. They're getting. A, I'm seeing a two-point spread here. Um, I, I really don't love the side either way here. I do like the under in this game, the under 41. I think both teams will uh, struggle a little bit. Two younger quarterbacks. I'm not sold on Desmond Ritter to put up a ton of points. Um, I know C.J. Stroud has done it in the past couple of weeks, but I like that Falcons defense to contain him a little bit with the the guys they have in that secondary. I'm going to go with the under 41.5 in this game. I like that play. I've gotten uh, screwed by two Texans unders already this year, so I just can't ride any of those anymore, but I do like that play in this position. Um, yeah, I, I agree with your statement. I think a lot of people are – I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to see the money splits coming in on this game because – um, Texans are riding hot right now. They put up 30-plus points the last two games. Got a huge win against the Steelers last week. Nobody anticipated that. Beat the division rival Jaguars as well. Um, while the Falcons started 2-0 and and got two tough losses their, their last two weeks. So um, two teams going in opposite directions right now, and the Falcons are still favored by two points. Um, seems a little trappy. I definitely do like the Texans. Um, C.J. Stroud is playing incredible football for his first four weeks of, this season, of, uh, of his career. So that's pretty pretty incredible. I don't think many people saw that coming from him, but um, like I said, it's just a sketchy line. I, I lean the Titan or the Texans, if anything, but I'm probably going to stay away from this one. Yeah, honestly, I'm high on these Texans. You heard me talking about them earlier. I think Nico Collins is a true wide receiver one. You have Tank Dell bursting onto the scene. They have guys like Robert Woods and Dalton Schultz in supporting roles. Pretty solid, but I think they're riding too high. I see a little regression for CJ Stroud this week. Um, he's played the part as franchise QB. Sounds like it, looks like it. And uh, he's fourth in the league in passing, so he's definitely performed as well. However, I think that Atlanta Falcons team's playing solid football. They're fighting for the division and fighting to have a place in the playoffs. I think that running attack, they got Corderell Patterson back now, so I'm, I'm eager to see how they actually use Pat, C-Pat, LJR, and uh, B-Rob. But it, it's going to be a grime again. I think it's low scoring. I don't think that uh, CJ Stroud is good of a day as he had the last few weeks. I know that Steelers defense is tough, but the Falcons secondary is much better than the Steelers. So that should that should be interesting to watch. Um, I like the why Falcons keep, here in the title. Why do you one. keep going at? I mean, they have Minka and Pat Pete. Why do you think the Steelers secondary is so bad? I think that's one of their stronger suits. Really? I don't. I, I'm not high on Pat Pete anymore at all. Yeah, he's not bad though. I'll he's take not, I'll take AJ Terrell, Jeff Okuda, and Jesse Bates. I, I the Steelers. I I trust their front seven way more. I'm talking yeah, about the coverage yeah. guys too. Make it more so is just like a, he plays in the box. Maybe he'll cover tight end, but I'm I'm talking about like true cover guys on the outside. I, I just think I, I think it's a tougher matchup than people think for CJ Stroud this week. I think it'll be a good one though. Maybe I ride that trend of B Rob getting in. I know we didn't last week. Did somebody have that on the card? Can't remember. But uh I, see I a liked lot, it, but I, I see a lot of people it. on that B Rob yeah, anytime. <laughs> They always are, and this Texans defense is not is pretty light in my opinion. I know they've played better than they are, but I expect some regression from Houston here. I'm going to side with the Falcons. Again, not my favorite pick on the week. A lot of tight games in my opinion here, but I'll take ATL to get another win and keep pace with the Bucks for that division. It's crazy you're saying keep pace with the Bucks. Yeah, I know. They're, they're a much better team than we thought. Lots of surprises coming into this uh, this season here, but let's continue on this 1 p.m. slate. Panthers going in Detroit to visit the Lions. The Lions, the favorite here, a big spread, nine and a half points in their favor. Their money line at minus 460. Panthers money line at plus 360. 
and the total at 44.5. The trends I got here, the Panthers have lost 11 of 12 games versus top 10 rush offenses since the beginning of 2021, the worst in the league. The Lions have covered 8 of their past 11 home games and 6 of their past 8 when favored. 9.5 points here for the Lions. Do you guys like this spread? Uh, One of the larger ones of the week. I see a 10.5 on the board coming up. What are you guys thinking here? 1 o'clock in Detroit. Uh, Yeah, I'll start us out here. This is obviously one of the uglier games of the week. I don't think anyone's actually going to have a play on this unless you're taking that big spread with the Lions, which I think they could end up covering, but, I mean, I can't do it with the big spreads. If anything, I like like this to go over. I was just looking at how many points the Panthers have put up in each of their games. I think they've put up at least 17 in each of their spots. Playing in a dome in Detroit, Detroit's able to put up points at home. I'd go with the over, 44.5 in this game. Might even make a little two-leg teaser with that other under I was looking at with Houston and this over and try to get some uh, a couple points going in my direction. But um, I, I like the over in this game. Yeah, um, I like that play as well. I just This Panthers team is pretty damn bad, and they're getting Bryce Young back this week, which is probably a bad thing for them. Um, Nine-and-a-half point spread is just a little too much for me, but the Lions should roll, roll this week. This is just a... Uh, get through the get through the game, get a W on your on your uh, in the in the column, and uh, and move on. I could see Panthers put up about fourteen points in this game, or just a bunch of field goals. I could see it. Are they away from home this week? This game's in Detroit. That's probably better for the Carolina yeah. Panthers. I don't know if you guys saw the booing going on last place, but hurt Miles Sanders taking offense to it. But they they're getting Chuba Hubbard involved too. This team's trying whatever they can to get anything going. Um, Adam Thielen, his resurgence is real, huh? Uh, I like to see him eating for the Panthers, but I, I'm with you guys here. I think this this Detroit team uh, has been too strong. I'm not super high on them, but I'm high enough on them t- to get the win here handedly. I could see this being a 10-point spread and never in doubt all game. Um, I, I'm looking for Jared Goff to have a good week, especially without J.C. Horn. I feel like they're going to end up trading Brent Burn- or Brian Burns kind of soon. Jesse said Brent Burns last week. Carolina Hurricane, great, but... Uh, Brian Burns, I could see him on the trade block for the Carolina Panthers as one of the best players in the league, stuck on a on a rebuilding team. Yeah, this gonna be a snooze fest. Yeah, you guys said it. Gonna be a snooze fest. Gonna be a tough one to watch here, but it's just another one of those one o'clock games. So let's keep on trucking on. Titans and Colts next up in Indianapolis. The Titans are the favorite here, minus one and a half for them. Their money line minus one twenty four. Colts money line at plus one oh six. Total sitting at forty two and a half. Trends I got here. Only the Saints and the Giants have cashed under tickets at a higher rate since 2021 than the Tennessee Titans. Titans at 63%. Colts, 1-5-1 and and outright when favored since the beginning of last season. So not uh, too hot there for the Colts, but maybe a different season here as I'm way more excited this year than I was last year to watch the Colts. Who wants to get us rolling on this one? Yeah, I, I can get a start here, Huff. Just because you're the uh, big Anthony Richardson fan, I am too. He's a great player to watch. Um, it's like watching Lamar Jackson, but outside of your own division, I'd say. But no, I think I think this is going to be a great game here. Uh, a lot of people wouldn't peg it to be one, but these Colts are flying high. Tough luck loss last week to the Rams. Uh, I believe someone had them on the card, and I, I was so close to tailing that as well and didn't luckily, but that ended tough. But with Jonathan Taylor coming back too, I mean, they got to be hyped up for this one. Big divisional matchup. Um, I could see I could see this one being a close one though. I I don't like a lot of points. I think points are going to be hard to come by, and they're all going to be uh, on the ground in my opinion. Uh, I think that the Titans can stick around with Mike Vrabel leading the charge, but I I do think the Colts get this one done. 
but don't quote me on it. I might be changing that as we speak on it again. I hope this is on our Sunday live stream potentially. I don't know who you guys are are taking this one. This is such a tough game for me to decide on. You you ever see the meme of the guy slamming down the credit card like they can't take your money fast yeah. enough? That's yeah. I'm I'm doubling down with the Colts here. I I love them in this spot. They're at home. I like you said they're getting Jonathan Taylor back. I'm big on Anthony Richardson. I like this rush offense. I don't think the Titans defense is going to be able to do too much to contain the speed that they're going to have on the offensive side of the ball. I don't think there's going to be a ton of points. I think there's going to be a lot of rushing going on with Derrick Henry on the side for Tennessee, not having his best season. I think he has a good game against Ty the Colts Spears defense. Too. Exactly. I think Tennessee runs a ball a lot. I think the Colts are going to use a lot of running the ball. I see, I think the Colts could win this game. Uh, what's the over-under in this game? What do they think it's going to be? I could see like 20 to 17. Is that under? It's I under. feel like that's still a lot of points off for this game. I don't know. I'd, I'd, and I'd probably take Anthony Richardson to score another rushing touchdown, but now it's going to start getting scary with Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. I don't know. You think that him and Richardson mesh right away? They have the skill to do it, but they're such two two uh, premier runners, essentially. That's kind of what I was going to say. I don't really – I mean, I think they kind of got to get Jonathan Taylor back in the swing of things. Um, Huff, you said this Colts team's home. They really don't have home field advantage. They're 0-2 this year at home, 2-0 uh, and on the road, so they're actually playing really well on the road. But um, they're not really finding out ways to win in their home field on their, in, that, uh, in that dome of Lucas Oil. But uh, Tennessee's coming off a nice statement win against uh, Cincinnati. I had Cincinnati for a two-unit play, and this team just kind of shit, shit all over them. 27-3 win. Um, Derek Henry threw a damn touchdown pass, and Joe Burrow didn't. So that just says everything about that game. Tennessee's riding high into this game. Um, they could fall flat in their face, but I don't know. I do kind of like them in this game. Minus two and a half point spread. I think they'll cover it. Um, nice divisional game here, though. I think uh, I think it's going to be a good gonna one. This one's going to be a, a slugfest, I think. And Mackie, how hard is it to bet against the Titans? That's like one of the scariest teams to play against. Mike Vrabel has them competitive in like almost every game. They're not yeah. that great, but they're somehow there. Tannehill's not too shabby either. Flies under the radar is decent. He and, gets the uh, job done, you know. He but, just yeah. he just does enough. Yeah, he's not great. He's not terrible. Um, just another form of Kirk Cousins, but he's he's down there, and Mike Vrabel's got him fired up. Look for this one to be a tight matchup. It's going to be a hotly contested one. I bet you this is going to be on your TV last in the 1 o'clock slate. Definitely another one of those matchups. You know, who knows what's going to happen. Let's keep on going on here. The Giants and the Dolphins in Miami are next up. The Dolphins, the favorite here, one of the, I think, the largest spread of the week here. Ten and a half points. Their money line sitting at minus 590. The Giants money line at plus 430. The total at 43, excuse me, 48 and a half. Here are my trends. Dolphins, 12 and 2 straight up in their last 14 Sunday home games. And the Giants have failed to cover five straight games. Curious to hear what you're thinking here. Ace, why don't you start us off on this one in Miami? Before before you go, Ace, just, you're muted, by the way. But before you go, real quick, I mean, this team put up 70 points in that Broncos defense. They might put up 110 on this Giants defense. Especially with the way that the Giants have been playing. I was going to say, it's hard to get a read on that Titans-Colts game, but we know exactly what's going to happen in this game. The Miami Dolphins are going to roll the New York Giants. I know Saquon Barkley's back, so that may help Mackey. Let's not, let's not take the horses out of the gate yet, but that... That team looks terrible. Their O-line in shambles. Um, defense not even doing much. I, I don't know. I think the Dolphins get the job done here after dropping a tough one last week. They're, they're going to come out flying. I think Tyreek finds the end zone and has a day. This might be a Tyreek catches game for me uh, as he looks to get back to his uh, elite ways. But I, I think the Dolphins cover here and roll. 
Yeah, 11 points might be a little too much for me, but um, this Giants team is in shambles. That offensive line is hard, probably the worst I think I've ever seen uh, watching a game live. Um, defense doesn't really have much going for them. Miami's offense is going to absolutely roll in this game. I could see them winning this game by 20, 30 points. Um, but, I mean, 11 points is just too high of a spread. Uh, you see backdoor shit all the time. This is a good situation for a backdoor game. But um, Giants are horrible. They could be fighting for that number one overall pick next year. Maybe bringing Caleb Williams. Yeah, I kind of I, I agree on the side that the Miami's definitely going to kill in this game and roll. I think they get theirs. I, I'm definitely leaning on the – this is the one spot where I'm on the bigger spread. I'm leaning on the minus team if I were to take something here. I definitely lean on the Dolphins with the 10 points. I think it's going to be 7 nothing Dolphins on the first drive. So uh, at that point, you're going to be getting a live number, 14, anywhere from there, and then go from there. If you really want a live bet, a 14 or 17-point uh, spread, that's on you. But, uh, yeah, I definitely lean on the Dolphins here. I think uh, back home off a divisional loss, I think the Dolphins are looking to get right here. Um, pick up a big win here against the Giants. You think there could be some good value in Saquon Barkley finding the end zone, though? We know the Dolphins can score a lot. They'll give some up, too, and we know Barkley's going to get a lion's share of the work. Uh, I don't know if there's a line set on it. There's not. Because he's questionable. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, especially coming the off Giants of injury. So but there, if, if Barkley in that, who's that, Evan Neal? Or is it Thomas or Neal? Who's that lineman? Andrew there? Thomas and Evan Neal. They're both there. Yeah, if if they can, if Andrew they can Thomas get, is injured last week, though. That's why. Yeah, he if was, they can yeah. get Saquon and him back, it could be a slower game than we think. I still like the Dolphins to win here. Um, yeah, give me the fins here. Fins up. What do you guys think about that running back, Devin Achain? Yeah, I mean, I dude, they're really from, good. they're finding a way to use both of them really well. Him and Raheem Mostert. So I mean, that offense is they're getting so much production from everybody. It's it's hard not to get everyone involved. You know what I mean? Yeah, with Waddle back as well, they're getting back to full strength and really figuring out everything they can. We know Mike McDaniels is a mastermind, but I think a chain could turn in one of the most explosive players in the league if they can use him the right way. That speed is off the charts mixed with Waddle and uh, Tyreek. Tua haven't still in the conversation for uh, MVP. Just got to have a bounce back week here. We'll see what those Dolphins can do if they can just um, <clears throat> run those Giants out of town or what's going to happen, but another 1 o'clock game there. Let's uh, shift it up to Pittsburgh. The Ravens and the Steelers in Pittsburgh. The Ravens are the favorite here at minus 4. We uh, we hinted on this game last week when Haas was uh, on. Ravens money line at minus 194. Steelers money line at plus 162. And the total at 38, the lowest of the week. My trends are under tickets are cashing at a 73% clip since 2021 when the Ravens are favored and unders are 12 and 7 in the Steelers home game since 2021. That's a super low under. What are you guys thinking on this one here coming into Pittsburgh at 1 o'clock? Well, our second to last 1 o'clock matchup here. Huff, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's a crazy low under, and I think it will hit. Um, Steelers and Ravens tend to play the defensive style game. The Steelers offense hasn't given me any reason to believe that they can hit an over, uh, let alone give me a threat at this uh, 38. I know the Ravens can put up points, but uh, they play into that. You saw last week, Ravens-Browns, it was, what, 24-3? to uh, Give me another game like that. Uh, hopefully my Steelers can put up more of a fight, but... I'm definitely not going to have a play on the side in this game. My Steelers burnt me last week on the card, not giving me too much confidence right now with all this bullshit that Tomlin spewing to the to this Pittsburgh sports media. But um, I, I do think the game goes under. Give me that under 38. Uh, it's a tough even 38, but it, it will go under, I think. 
Huff, you seem a little frustrated with those Steelers after, uh, I don't know what you heard, what's going on in the Pittsburgh media, but um, yeah, I mean, we weren't able to watch that game last week, obviously, because we were in Dallas, but from what I, from what we saw, I mean, 30-6 to six to the Texans um, didn't look too good, but you know how this team plays when they're back in uh, back in Hines, so wait, were they in Hines last week? No, it was in Houston. Yeah, that's what um, I thought. The, the bullshit that I was referring to was someone after that in their po- or in Tomlin's postgame press conference said, uh, are there going to be any changes going into next week? And he goes, oh, yeah, there will be changes. The fucking change was we're, we're going to wear pads on Thursdays now. That's the change. Not firing an offensive coordinator after putting up six points. Not fucking doing anything after being the worst offense in all the, the whole fucking league. Just we're going to wear what, pads on Thursdays. That's what everyone's looking at is trying to get rid of Matt Canada. And I think that's probably the option here. But, you know, Kenny Pickett hurt. Um, you got Mitch Trubisky coming in this week. I mean, the Steelers are a different team at home, though. You, we've seen them. They, they don't need a quarterback to win football games. They beat the Browns uh, Monday Night Football at home with basically two defensive touchdowns and then one Kenny Pickett throw. So um, they could definitely still get the job done here. I like them plus four. Uh, like I said in the beginning of the season, these NFC Nor- or AFC North teams need to defend home field, and I think the Steelers uh, defend home field in that division better than anybody. Yeah, you guys have talked a lot about the Steelers here. Um, no discredit to them. Uh, they have a lot of talent on that team, and they play great at Heinz Field. They really do. I mean, look at what they did to a healthy Browns team. They played bad, and they still beat them. But I think that these Ravens are a much tougher matchup than people think. Four points is very generous for the for the, uh, for the the spread here. I think they should be favored by a, a bit more. But I know it's at Heinz, divisional game, but it's at 1 o'clock here. I expect Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson to stay hot. They've been doing it all year long. They're getting rookie running back Keaton Mitchell back. They have Justice Hill in the mix and Gus Edwards. They just demoted Melvin Gordon. Um, those rookie receivers are really turning up. Zay Flowers, I don't know who's going to stick with him in coverage. Mark Andrews, same thing there. But uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen are playing great defense. Um, it's going to be tough for whoever it is, Trubisky, Pickett. Either one, kind of the same breed. But uh, Najee Harris has gone ghost. He's non-existent. I don't know where he went. And uh, without Deontay Johnson, he's he's a pretty underrated receiver, in my opinion. I don't like how they can get much going against the Ravens, and I think it's going to be another tough day for them, just like last week. Not that bad, but they'll keep it close because divisional. But I like the Ravens to, to cover here. I'm going to wait on my line, though. If I can get this to somehow drop to three and a half, and I can buy that half a point, I really want to get the Ravens at three, just because it's a divisional game. So let's wait on that. But Ravens minus four. Ravens spread is my play on this one. Solid stuff, boys. Hopefully the one of the ones we uh, talk about on Sunday for our live stream. Make sure you tune in for that one Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern, each and every week. Let's jump into this last 1 p.m. game on Sunday here in week five. The Saints visiting the Patriots in Foxborough. Saints are the favorite here just one, uh, by one point. It's a pick them here, minus 108 on each side. And the total, pretty low there at 40 points even trends I got here. Unders are 10-1 and one over the past two-plus seasons when the Saints play a top-10 defense. The Patriots have won eight of their past nine games outright when favored. Ace, why don't you take this one away here, our final 1 p.m. matchup here in Week 5. Yeah, we don't need to dive in too much to the Patriots' ins and outs. Um, we've kind of been doing that throughout the podcast with, with their injury update, the recap of the Cowboys game and what's not. But they need a bounce-back game here, if there ever was one. They get a light opponent for the first time all year. I know they played the Jets with Zach Wilson, but we saw they gave Patrick Mahomes fit. So that defense is no joke, and they played 
three of the best teams in the league in the Dolphins, Eagles, and Cowboys in the first four weeks. So they got to be excited to play the Saints. No slouch on defense there. But going back home after an embarrassing loss, I expect a Bill Belichick-led team to come back strong. I expect Mac Jones to have a solid performance because that's what he was doing earlier up until this point. Um, Cowboys in their own building, tough spot, and that team's on a whole nother level than us. This one, even playing ground, uh, some injuries on that Saints side of the ball. They're kind of trying to find themselves as well. I thought they'd have much more success to this point. I think 40 is a lot of points. I still think it goes under here, but uh, I like this Patriots defense to pick up for Judon and Gonzo and show that they still have that fight in them and the Patriots to get to two and three here. Uh, pick them. I'll take them on the minus 108 for sure. Yeah, I like the under as well and the forty, uh, the under 40 points as well. Um, but I don't think this is an even playing field. I think the Saints are a better team than you guys. Definitely name for name for sure. I thought they were too, but they're they're not. I mean, they're they're, you like you're. Dude, I mean, the Saints. Yeah, match up, but they're some, you guys losing some defenders. Like, yeah, I think the, I, I definitely think the, the Saints are going to be the better team on baseball. Sunday. Patriot. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but um, I, I'll go with the Saints here pending Derek Carr plays this game. It's going to be tough with his injury. You never really know what he's going to be like with an arm injury for a quarterback, but I like the be- I like the better defense to get the job done in New Orleans here. Yeah, I definitely lean New Orleans as well. I mean, this Patriots team is going down a bad hole. You just had two elite players on defense get injured. Um, I don't know how, how well that defense is going to carry without him. And, you know, Mac Jones is in shambles right now from last week. Offense isn't really getting anything going. Um, they, I think if they lose this game, they, they're going to have a pretty rough season, go down a pretty bad path. Um, but I mean, this is a big game for their, for their, for their season, for their confidence. You need to win this game. Two and three is a hell of a lot better than one and four. You're on your home field. You got to get the job done here. But I, I mean, I do lean the saints. I, I, I have to lean the saints here. They're in a, they're in a tougher spot than they thought they would be in this division. This division's winning football games, the Buccaneers. Um, the only team that's really not is the Panthers, but. Um, I, I, this is, I, I, I gotta lean Saints here. I, I think that they can, they need to get the job done and, uh, and they will. I think, I think that the, the only team that gets a win this week in that division is going to be the, the, uh, Falcons with the Bucks on the bye, but it's a must win game for the Patriots early on in the season. That doesn't mean your season's looking too good, but let's see what they got backs against the wall. I trust the depth, uh, especially on defense offense got to show up at some point. So. Hopefully it's this week. This will be a hard-fought game, though. Saints-Patriots, always a good one. Always a defensive battle. Two great defensively sound teams. So this will be a fun one to tune into. I I might have to take the Patriots on the card again on this one. I really trust the bounce back here. I can promise Crazy, I will not man. be tuning into this I know, one. I know. And you know what's funny is the amount of people that are off the Mac Jones wagon completely. It's it's crazy. I don't want to harp too much on him because he's just a mid-quarterback at best. Anyways, I'm not saying he's anything good. But... To expect him to do anything last week, anyways, is insane in my opinion. Um, we were in that stadium. What do you it, mean? Felt like a, it felt like a video game the way that it was shaking on third down. Jerry's world was literally rocking. He was due for a bad game against either the the Eagles, Dolphins, or Cowboys. So glad he got that out of the way. I, I really, I I think he can bounce back here. I think it's a you have to bounce back here. That's what I'm saying. I, I think I, that's what I'm saying. I think he back if he doesn't, he's in. Uh... Might be in some deep shit over there in New England. Oh, he already is. You believe me. Bounce back game, bounce back game, bounce back game. That's what you guys keep saying here. But that's going to wrap up the 1 p.m. slate. Let's jump into these 4 p.m. matchups here. Cincinnati Bengals heading into Arizona to visit the Cardinals. The Bengals are the favorite here. Minus 3, their money line, minus 148. Cardinals money line, plus 126. And the total at 44 and a half. The trends I got here, the Bengals have generally been great against the spread since 2021, but over that stretch, 
They've covered just two of eight warm weather games. So very interesting when they go into warm weather cities. Since 2021, the Cardinals are third best against the spread team following an outright loss. 12-6 and six against the spread following an outright loss. So pretty interesting trend there as well. Curious to hear what you guys got here Sunday, 4 p.m. in Arizona. Who wants to get us rolling? I don't know why I like so many totals this week, but I like the over in this game. I think both teams are able to put up totals. points. I, I, yeah, I don't normally take a lot of over unders, but I'm liking a lot of these and a lot a lot of these numbers. And this one's another 44 and a half, not too high. Um, I'm gonna t- probably end up taking this over. I think the Bengals are able to get in the end zone a couple of times, put up 23, 24, uh, somewhere in that range of the mid 20s points. And I think the Cardinals are able to get theirs as well in their home field. I would lean on the Bengals to cover this game. I like the minus three as well, um, but I do like that over. So Bengals with the over for me. Yeah, I just don't have any confidence in this Bengals team putting up points right now. They put up three points last week. Second time they haven't scored a touchdown uh, this season in four weeks. So um, I can't really get behind an over on that in one of their games right now. But I, I do. I mean, you have to lean them in this game. You have to think this is a get-right game for Joe Burrow. He's had too many bad games this season already. I know he's playing injured. I know that offensive line isn't giving him the most help. But, I mean, this is a game where you have to win if you want your season to even stay alive. Uh, they're sitting at 1-3 and three right now play, going into Arizona. They thought this was going to be an easy win coming into the season. You have to get the job done to stay alive in that tough division. Yeah, I heard that. I said this one when Justin introduced the game here. This is this is a tough one to see on the schedule here with the way the Bengals are playing. But you have to think they get right at some point, right? Joe Barrow, I know he's playing the season all hurt. They're not going to disclose that information, but you got to step up to the plate here. If the Bengals have any hope in staying alive in that division, it starts with a win here this week. Um, they're just doing the Steelers favors by by letting them hang around in second place in that division. So I expect them to get right here. I'm not putting my money on them anymore. I can't do it again. Mackie and I got burnt last week. I've been burnt by them a few times. Not betting on them. I'm telling you, don't bet on them. But I am telling you, I think they win this week. But those Cardinals love to cover. So it will not be a fun one to watch. Well, it'll be a fun one to watch, but not if you have money on the Bengals. But I'm not t- putting my money on Joe Burrow until I see he's 100% healthy and beats a good team sound. Solid stuff there, guys. The next game up here, Eagles and Rams in L.A. The Rams, or the Eagles, excuse me, are the favorite here. Four and a half points for them. Their money line at minus 215. The Rams money line at plus 180. And the total at 50 and a half. The trends I got here. Rams are 2-12 and 1 against the spread in their last 15 games against Philadelphia. Eagles 24 and 3 straight up in their last 27 games is the favorite. And the Rams 5-1 and 1 against the spread in their last 7. Ace, why don't you get us rolling on uh, here on this one. Uh, Eagles heading all the way over to LA to visit the Rams. What do you got? Yeah, Eagles going across the across the country here to go play some p- football. But, uh, I mean, those Rams, they're playing great right now. Puka Nakua, offensive rookie of the year, he's looking like. Cooper Cup coming off the IR. They just got a nice win over a solid Colts team. Matt Stafford looks healthy, chucking the rock around. And they got McVay and Donald there, too. So you can't complain too much. Um, however, on the other side of the ball, I'm going to look at the Eagles. Four and a half points, disrespectful again. This team is not getting enough respect this year. It's not getting enough respect from us. I know they haven't been playing up to their standards yet, but they're undefeated, and I think they're only going to keep playing better. Their best football is in front of them. I think that the Rams kind of show their true colors here. I don't think they're a playoff team. They're in the playoff conversation now early on, but uh, I don't think they're a playoff team at all, and the Eagles will show them that this Sunday. I like them to cover this four easily. I'm going to buy that half point naturally just for peace of mind, 
I think they, they cover this one. A.J. Brown will find the end zone. He's looked unstoppable when they can get him the rock. Jalen Hurts with that tush push is, is, is impossible to stop. So much talent on this loaded roster. I expect them to get to 5-0 and here. Uh, not a Birds fan at all, but I think Philly's a good team. Mackie, you want to go here? Yeah, I think this is a tough game for the Eagles. I mean, you're, like you said, you're going across the country. This this Rams team has been playing some really good football, coming off a nice uh, electric OT win in Indianapolis last week. And now they get to go home. Uh, like you said, Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams, these guys are just stepping up, making this offense uh, really well. Matt Stafford obviously doing his thing. He has a Super Bowl for a reason. I just think that Eagles offense could have a really nice field day with that uh, weak LA Rams defense. We've seen them kind of get torn apart a few times this year and that this uh this Eagles offense is is definitely one to reckon with. So um if they get something going, I think I think it could be a little scary, but I I I definitely do lean the Rams here, plus the 4 points at home, maybe even for for the money line, but um I'll be safe with the 4 points here. I'll, give me the Rams plus 4. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same side as you, Mackie. I like them in this spot to come home and kind of put up a fight here. I'm actually leaning more the money line, them to get the win here. I'm not saying I'm going to take this on the card or probably end up taking the points if I do like it enough, but I don't know. That plus 180, I think the Rams have been playing pretty good football. I think they're able to do enough and hang around in this game late and get the ball with the last drive and potentially win it on the last drive. But um, I, I think the value on the Rams here, I do like it at home with the cross-country flight from Philly. So, I'm definitely leaning on the Rams here to get the job done. I'm hyped to see Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua come out of the same uh, wide receiver sets. I think they're going to be electric. I like Tutu Atwell there as a three as well. I like Tyler Higby. And Kerwin Williams is stepping up to the plate. But I really think that the Eagles soundedly win this game. What's it going to take for you guys to believe in this Eagles team at all? What are they going to have to do on Sunday for you to take them legitimately as an undefeated team? I, I, I believe Hoss, it. I, I know you're high on the, the, the Rams and whatnot, but what are they going to have to do this Sunday for you to buy in? Nothing no, I, be I believe in this team. Like, I believe me. I've watched football for the past two years. I know what they're capable of, and they're in the primetime every week. Like, this is their first non-primetime game that they're going to have to see. And that's another thing. Like, are they used to playing at 8 o'clock? They play every week on Sunday and Monday night, Thursday night football. So, I don't know. I like the Rams in this spot. I think uh, a little Sunday afternoon spoiler for the Eagles uh, who haven't lost a game since the Super Bowl. Uh, give me the Rams on the money line. The Eagles haven't been tested yet this year, and even like in their games, like their offense has not looked like the same offense as last year, aside from maybe that Vikings game where it was pretty prolific in only the second half, to be honest. So until they really show me beat a beat a really good team, which even this week is not a really good team. I don't even think they if they get to win this week, they've really proved anything to me. But I sent their schedule in the group chat a few weeks or a few days ago. They have Cowboys, Bills. Chiefs, uh, Niners, Cowboys, five-week span, that's going to show me how good this Eagles team actually is. And if they can go even 3-2 and two in that span, I think they're actually just, just as legitimate as last year. Yeah, I like that take a lot. But there's a reason that you and the rest of the Cowboys nation have the Eagles game circled on your calendar. Um, class of the NFC last year, I like the Niners. And I think the Cowboys have a better roster. But until they lose a game, I'm not going to jump off the train. I know they haven't played their best ball yet, but they're too talented. They're putting up a lot of points, and they're still not even playing great scary 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 team um good good things going on over there in philly this will be a good one i think on sunday though gonna be a great sunday matchup here 4 p.m eastern let's jump into another one here at four o'clock chiefs in vikings in minnesota the chiefs are the favorite here at minus four their money line at minus 200 vikings money line at plus 168 and the total at 52 and a half trends i got here no team in the nfl's cashing over tickets went on the road at a higher rate since 2021 than the chiefs 
68.4% there. They're cashing the overs on the road. Also, the Vikings have failed to cover seven of their past 10 games following an outright win, so not good for the Vikings following a win. Chiefs minus four is the question here. Who wants to get us rolling here? Huff, what do you think? Yeah, I'll start us out here. I do kind of lean on this Vikings team at home. They got a good win last week. I know it was in a no and three bowl. They needed that really bad. But kind of like Mackie said, going two and three is a hell of a lot different than starting your season one and four. I know you're going up against a Chiefs team that just didn't look like themselves against the Jets on Sunday Night Football this past week. But I don't know. Minnesota's not an easy place to go in and play. I think uh, a lot of stuff's going on off the field with the Chiefs. I know they've just continued to roll, but. I don't know. I kind of like the number with the Vikings here. I think that they're able to keep it close and cover the four points. I think we could see a very similar game to what we just saw on Sunday Night Football. Chiefs pick up maybe a three-point win, but I would not be surprised if the Vikings win this thing at all, Mackie. I don't know which way you're leaning on this one, but I don't know. I'm kind of tempted to take the Vikings here with the points. Yeah, I mean, the Vikings uh, getting their first win under their belt. They've been in all these games. They went head-to-head with the Chargers. Um, Eagles kind of blew him out, but it was a it was a weird situation in that one. This Eagles, li- not- Eagles, little brother, the Vikings every year. Yeah, definitely. But this definitely uh, this is not easy for the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, I mean, they don't win when they do win football games. They don't win them by by much. I mean, uh, Jets by three. They, I feel like they have they haven't been really um, blowing it was teams the Bears. out. The Bears was the one they just blew out. Yeah, right, That's right, the right. Bears. That doesn't really count. Right, it's the Bears. But I don't know. I feel like they're not. They haven't been blowing teams out like they used to in the past. Um, Pat Mahomes just seems to be doing enough to get his wins because he's Pat Mahomes' best quarterback in the league. But um, I, I could definitely see a really close game here. We know how the Vikings love to play one possession games, so um, and they lose a lot of them. So, um, not the money line. Don't like it. Not going to bet against Pat Mahomes, but I do lean the points here for the Vikings. I also like the over. Just want to get that in there. Fifty-two. Tell you what, I am not taking points against Patrick Mahomes. I do think it, they could cover, though. Mackey's right that they they love not covering spreads for some reason. But these games don't matter for them. We know what they really care about is the postseason. Um, I, I think I might be taking them minus that four. I, I really do. Uh, I trust them to have a big game here. That's too low points for uh, Patrick Mahomes and Co. You have what, what was the line you had him at? Mahomes' career. What would you guess Mahomes' career against the, against the spread record is? His spreads are high though. That's the thing. Um, maybe a little over five hundred. A little under. Mackie, sixty-four <laughs> percent. It's forty, thirty-eight, and two. So he's basically five hundred. Yeah, just a yeah. little bit over it. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, you guys had the spread at what for this game? Four, even four. Oh, I thought someone said six and a half. I like that at four. Um, yeah, I'll take the Chiefs at four for sure here. Uh, Taylor Swift, hopefully she's in the building because they like to win when she's there. So You're right, Ace. Uh, Taylor Swift is has been the key to the Chiefs' success lately. So we've got to keep an eye on her and see where she's at before we make our bets. But you got to bet smart, you know? Did you see what Travis Kelsey said on New Heights the other day? That he yeah, snuck out? Yeah, yeah. No, that, that they're over. They're overdoing it. Yeah, you know what that means, Huff. He's just playing into the game because future entertainment star Travis Kelsey. I don't know, past entertainment star, I guess as well. He's he knows how to feed into the media. When he says that, there's just going to be even more coverage on it. I mean, he's doing that for views of his podcast, but like. It's like you knew what you were walking into dating fucking Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah what did you have to say? Announcing it on one of the biggest sports shows in the country. Or his brother did. The number one sports podcast. His brother announced it on McAfee. Yeah, but no, actually, New Heights is the number one ranked sports podcast, actually. 
All right, another uh, 4 p.m. matchup here to wrap up the slate. The New York Jets heading to Denver. The Denver Broncos, the Broncos are the favorite. Minus one and a half, their money line at minus 130. And the total at 43 and a half, uh, Jets money line at plus 110. Not a game I'm particularly excited about. No trends from me. Ace, why don't you get us rolling? Definitely not a game I'm going to be betting on. Probably a game that I'm not going to be watching too much of. Unless it comes down to the wire late. But there is some really good narratives here. Oops, sorry. But, uh... You have you have Sauce Gardner going up against Sean Payton wearing the bucket hat and whatnot. Everything coming out of training camp, so there's gonna be some bad blood between the two sides. And uh, I don't know, both teams' seasons not looking as they expected them to. And I don't think Zach Wilson really showed me much in the prime time last week. He had one good drive, in my opinion. Um, I like an under here, if anything. But this is gonna be a boring game, in my opinion. Nathaniel Hackett against Sean Payton. Well, it's not really Nathaniel Hackett, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, definitely a lot of bad blood here, shit talking before the season started. I'm sure they both had uh, this game marked on their calendar, but I don't. I didn't think they'd both be one and three going into it. But uh, kind of a shitty game. I think th- let's see Zach Wilson ball out again. Maybe he could do it. Uh, give me the Jets plus one and a half. Give me their money line. You're definitely not betting on that game on your card, though. No, no, no. We're talking just <laughs> yeah, just for the sake of it. I I don't think I don't think he lives up to the expectations. If anything, I think Russ has a better day than him. He has way better options too. I know Garrett Wilson's great, but the rest of that stuff side, I like I like the weapons on the Denver side. One fantasy tidbit for you. Uh, what's his name? Julio McLaughlin, I think maybe his name is. The running back for the Broncos. If Williams is expected to miss time, he looked pretty good last week. Uh, I think he was like a sixth-round rookie. And uh, had, had a good day. So expect for him to be involved in the offense a bit more. Yeah, I I like I kind of like the Broncos to get the job done here. Uh, bias aside, big surprise, not, big surprise. I mean, surprise. I'm just not buying. What I think I think Zach Wilson won his Super Bowl last week covering a spread on Sunday Night Football. The Broncos had a big comeback against a really shitty team. They needed that win. Um, I just think it, Mile High is not an easy place to go into and play. I think Russ has a pretty decent game, pretty average game, enough to get the job done. A one and a half point spread. I'll take the home favorite in uh, Mile High every time. Give me the Broncos money line. Are you, you going to think about carding this off? I probably will. I actually fucking I actually like the Broncos too here. I really do. Huff, what would have to happen to the Broncos for you to just like hate them? To Dude, Russell Wilson would have believe to be me. cut. Believe me, I already am like I'm not really even like a fan of them that much. I just I I don't think Zach Wilson can do that two weeks in a row. I don't know. I just don't. And I, th- think I don't that the think the Broncos can gonna, put up points. I don't think he's gonna have to at all. I think that that Jets team is also just I think it's way more rounded than this Broncos team. They're more fit for winning. They're more built for winning. Um, Zach Wilson just needs to play half the game as Russell Wilson, and I think they'll win. I think there's too many like weapons the on the Broncos side of the ball for Sauce Gardner cover. Too many mid weapons. Jerry Judy's just not. I like Cortland Sutton and Marvin Mims. Cortland Sutton, you're, you're, he's probably going to be shadowing him. I'm assuming, but I mean, yeah, I'd agree. I I don't think they have they have names. I don't really think they have elite big receivers. names. Yeah, no, yeah. It, yeah. I kind of like the Broncos here, though. I really do. Um, yeah, no more Randy Gregory though. So maybe Justin Simmons will have to carry the load. I also I also just think Sean Payton's having the most clown season ever and it's just yeah. this this is a this is a cherry a on dagger. top is, lo- is losing. Yeah, exactly. Imagine the the memes or gifts that Sauce Gardner's going to have waving by to him when they knock him out of playoff contention at 1 and 4 early on. If the Broncos can win this game, though, maybe they can turn their season around. It's two straight wins. Um obviously they just snuck by last week, probably shouldn't have gotten a win, but it doesn't matter how they got the win, they got the W. And I don't know how the schedule looks coming up, but 
they can they can string string along a few games. Russell Wilson can get get some confidence in that uh, in that offense, and uh, maybe they can make a push to, to a 500 record or something. Meanwhile, on the other side, if Zach Wilson has another game, people will buy in heavy, and if he can win this game, they might have the Jets back into the playoff mix. So a lot of oh, I, that can, there's a lot. We're gonna have to recap this one because we're gonna whatever comes out of this is gonna be pretty impactful. I already have Jets fans getting hope, dude. They're like, I don't know, dude. Jets Jets could make the playoffs. I'm like. Not with Zach Wilson. No. You lost the game. Zach Wilson. They lost. They literally, literally lost won. the game. They he just fumbled needed a, the game away. They just needed the tiniest bit of hope, and they literally just latch on, and they probably have Super Bowl Mac, hope you had too. the craziest cashing of all bets last week on that Sunday night game, but uh, I think he, you bought in. Well, you bought in early, but you bought into them having hope in that game when he had that one drive, and that one drive was elite, but besides that, he didn't show me anything else. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't just one driver. He was good. He was steady for a few drives, but um, those last few drives were definitely uh, old Zach Wilson, and that's what I was kind of saying was that like it wasn't even a bounce back game. It was just like sheds of 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 light where like he can maybe break through. Like now we've we've seen it. We've seen that he could do it. Backdoor or yeah, back shoulder passes uh, in the end zone. Like we've, he he can do it. It's just uh, will he? We knew that the talent was there, though. We really did. That's what made him jump up the draft boards in the combine, but. It's a lot more than just skill in the NFL. Mackie, back to what you were saying about the Broncos next couple games. They they fucking need to win this one because they go to Kansas City for Thursday Night Football Week 6. Then home against the Packers. Home against the Chiefs. So they get the Chiefs twice in three weeks. Um, and then two Buffalo. Tough four-week stretch there. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't think... See that? No, I don't think I don't that, think this team's gonna be anything, but I think they can win this week. No, it's so a week here's by week the, thing. Here's the thing: I thought if their schedule was kind of light, looking forward, that they would look at it and be like, "All right, we just need to get this one out. We're sitting oh, two yeah, and three, yeah. and we can win the next few games." I think they're already looking ahead, and they're like, "We're fucked, regardless if we if we win this game or not." Because you're probably losing at least three out of four of those next next four games. I'm uh, actually playing the Chiefs twice in th- in three weeks. Uh, I, the, I think they'd cover one. They could be pesky. In they the could Mackie, upset, it's, dude. It's they Patrick could. Mahomes. Don't forget who it is. I, dude. I mean, we've seen we, we've seen crazier shit happen in the NFL. There's there's still an, or uh, professional athletes. Like I said, Malha, not an easy place to play. Not at all. Yeah, not even for those fucking Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Not for anyone. Alrighty, that's going to wrap up all we got in the 4 p.m. slate. Let's jump into this Sunday night football, 8 p.m. week five matchup. Dallas Cowboys heading to San Francisco to visit the 49ers. 49ers are the favorite here. Three and a half points for them. Their money line minus 186. The Cowboys money line at plus 156. And the total didn't even 45. The trends I got here. 49ers have won 15 straight up as the favorite. 49ers 12 and 3 against the spread in their last 15 games and have covered nine straight at home. Cowboys 9-2 against the spread in their past 11 in October, and the under is 7-2 in Dallas's last seven games as the underdog, or last nine games as the underdog, excuse me. Mackie, get us rolling here on this one. Sunday night football, your boys in it, coming off our week in Dallas. Got to be feeling good. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm definitely super pumped for this game. It's probably the most anticipated game to this point in the season. I mean, these two teams, this is, this is a real big test for Dallas because everyone knows who the 49ers are. Um, definitely one of the best two teams in the league, in my opinion, probably the best team in the league. But I mean, Dallas, we've, they've shown signs of greatness, but they've also, they lost to the Cardinals two weeks ago. So we got to see which team comes out. This is a huge game. They've knocked us out of the playoffs the last two years. Um, if we can even put up a fight, if we can make this one close, 
um, I, I just got to see something out of them. I mean, we, we, we lay eggs against really good teams. We've done it year in and year out, even when we've had a good regular season. They, gotta, they, they definitely got to go toe-to-toe with this, with this Niners team. The defense has to step up big time. Dak needs to just play his game. Um, he's good enough to do it. We just got to see it happen. Got to um, contain Christian McCaffrey. I, I lean Cowboys plus three and a half. I lean the points in this game for sure. Um, but I don't know. It's going to be a, a really good game. Yeah, this is going to be a great game. I've been excited for this matchup for some time. Um, two of the powerhouses of the NFC, two of the top three. And it's over in San Francisco, so a much tougher task for Dallas this week. Um, we'll get to the see prime what time helps, though. And we got to remember, helps. this is a rematch of last year. This is who knocked the Cowboys out of the playoffs. It was a very two tight years. game. Two years in a row. Yeah, two years in a row. So they're going to be gunning for him, but those, those 49ers are firing on all cylinders. They got even better with their offseason additions all around the board. Most sound, complete team in the league. You're going to have to get pressure on the Brock Purdy, which isn't easy to do. And McCaffrey, you think he extends that touchdown streak? He's still at minus 215 against a great Cowboys defense to get in the end zone. And I think he does again. I'm going to buy that half a point for the peace of mind. You know, you hear me say that a lot. Always give me that half a point. Um, but I'm going to take the Niners minus three. Literally, I've taken them on the card four weeks in a row. Spread, they're 3-0-1. So why would I stop now? Um, we're going with the Niners minus three here. Yeah, I mean, you can get the Niners at minus three. It's it's, it's probably a good opportunity, but, you know, uh, against against my Cowboys, I got to roll with the Cowboys here. You don't see Cowboys at plus much either. So both sides of the coin, whichever side you're backing, is, is a good one to have. That's what I'm saying. This team that we just saw last week, I know that wasn't – I know the Niners and the Patriots aren't really on the same playing field, but seeing the Cowboys at a plus 156, and you might even be able to – I feel like it's going to go to four. Um, If I can get the pick Cowboys at plus four, I'll probably lean on Dallas just for – Getting the plus points in a good game with two uh, two elite teams in this uh, with great defenses, I'd like to get the points, not uh, take them away. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think uh, I think Dallas might end up getting the win. It would not surprise me at all if uh, this is where we see Purdy lose his first uh, regular season game. But um, I don't know. I don't really have an f- official play on this one either way. I lean Dallas just because you get the nice number with it. But um, I don't know. I definitely could see myself be on the 49ers if it goes back to three. Like Ace said, I definitely like that number more. Um, but I, I don't know. I like the value on this really good Cowboys team at plus 160 at the as an underdog on Sunday Night Football. Whenever this game could be number one in the power rankings come this week. Niners have been holding it down for much of the year. I know we're going to talk about this game heavily on Sunday, so uh, make sure to tune in that podcast. Uh, Mackie and I will be heated in it. Mackie, jump in with your Cowboys one more time before we get to the Monday Night game. Yeah, the only the only thing else I have to say is when that offensive line is healthy, I mean the Cowboys are playing incredible. Obviously, uh, Biadash and Zach, Biadash and, and Zach Martin were out for that Cardinals game. We know what kind of game that was. Cowboys laid an egg, but I mean when that offensive line is healthy, this Cowboys team has played pretty incredible. So, um, two powerhouses going at it, going to be a hell of a game. The trenches will be great to watch in that one with your great O line versus that D that the one of the most ferocious D lines I've seen in my life in the NFL. So that'll be a fun game to watch. Great Sunday night football game. Shout out the schedulers. Terrific Sunday night football game. Definitely want to get geared up for that one with our Sunday live stream. Like he said, make sure to tune in for that one. Time for the Monday night football game. Packers at Raiders heading into Las Vegas. The Packers are the favorite here. Minus one, their money line minus one sixteen. Raiders money line minus one Oh two in the total at 44 and a half. Trends I got here. Packers just 3-7 and seven against the spread in their last 10 games as the favorite. 
Raiders are 8-3 and three against the spread in their last 11 games played on a Monday. Let's jump right into this one here in Las Vegas. Huff, what do you think? Yeah, uh, this is going to be a good Monday Night Football game. Two classic franchises, the Raiders and the Packers. So definitely a game I am looking forward to. I hope Jimmy G plays because I'm definitely leaning on the Raiders in this game. I think they could definitely pick up a win here in a pick em spot. I've been big on these Packers, but uh, Vegas, tough place to play. Monday Night Football, uh, the lights are bright for Jordan Love there. I'm still big on him and this Packers team just in this specific spot. I think I like the Raiders to squeak out a home win. Yeah, um, I'm see, I'm uh, I'm different on you than uh for the season on Green Bay, but I do kind of like them in this spot. I mean, they played last Thursday. They're getting eleven day day rest. They're playing Monday night. Um, Vegas hasn't been steady. That defense has been slow. It's a good game for Jordan Love to just be able to do his thing. Um, he did it the first two three weeks. So, uh, pretty rough game last week against the Lions, but. I like for him, for him to do his thing. Jimmy G, is he questionable? He's questionable right now. I'd only take the Raiders if he plays. Yeah, it's, that's tough right there. But I, I like this. I think this Packers team is more sound than uh, than I thought they were, and they, they should be able to get it done here in Las Vegas. This Vegas team doesn't really impress me very much. I think this is actually going to be a really good Monday night football team. Or Monday night football team. Monday night football game. Two two solid teams, middle of the pack here. I'm 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 siding with the Packers here, kind of like Hoff is. I'm high on this team. I think Jones and Dylan really get back after it. They've been stymied last week, and uh, now they're playing that weak Raiders defense here. I expect them both, at least Jones, to get in the end zone. But then again, you know they like to bring Dylan in on the goal line. But Jalen Reed stepped up last week. You have Christian Watson back in the fold. This Packers team's good, and that defense is really good. So whoever it is, Aiden O'Connell or. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, they're going to be throwing picks, I think, to that defense. Um, a lot of pressure coming at them. Josh Jacobs is going to have a tough day sledding. And I don't even know if Devontae Adams likes playing there anymore. I know he doesn't, actually. So I don't see much for this team. Only thing is you got to contain Max Crosby on the other side for the Raiders. Give me the, the Packers money line, though, for sure. Even though in the last primetime game they fucked us over, I'm going to ride it again. Monday night football here in week five. Going to be a great week five. The uh, the Browns, the Chargers, the Seahawks, and the Bucks with buys this week. So lots to look forward to going into week six next week. That's all we got for week five. Make sure to tune into our live stream on Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, everywhere, um, as we review the top five games of the day. Let's jump into some college football here. Uh, some games that we want to review this week. First up, going at number 12, Oklahoma at number 3, Texas. Texas is the favorite here. Six and a half points for them. Total at 16 and a half. What do you guys think about this one? This is Texas-Oklahoma this week? I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's the Red River. Where is Robert. it? In, in Texas? Uh, no, that's usually a mutual site. Let me see. Let me look. Cotton Bowl. That so it's in Texas. It's in Texas, but it's not at Texas. Oh. Damn, I didn't know they always played a mutual site. This is going to be a really mm-hmm. good game. I, I really like Dylan Gabriel. Uh, kind of flies under the radar, I feel like, ever since Oklahoma lost. Um, who, did, who did? He was at UCF. Are you talking a loss at Oklahoma? No, I'm, I'm talking about when they lost Caleb Williams. And who's the fucking coach at USC with him? Lincoln Riley. Oh. Um. Yeah, ever since they've kind of left uh i feel like this team's kind of flown under the radar even though they're ranked 12th they don't really get talked a lot about as much 
But um, this Texas team is so good. I think it's going to be mm-hmm. a hell of a game. I think Texas definitely comes out on top. I think that Texas finds their way into the college football playoff this year, and they definitely need this win. Um, yeah, give me Texas. Twins win. Let's fucking go. Yeah, that's big. Alrighty, another game here that we want to talk about. Number three, LSU at number 21, Missouri. LSU, the favorite 20, here. 23, LSU. What'd I say? Three. I said 23, I think. Must have muted out in here. The 20 part. All right, let me restart. <clears throat> another game that we want to talk about here in the college football world, number 23, LSU at number 21, Missouri. LSU is the favorite here. The pretty high total at 64 and a half. What do you guys got? I don't really have a play on uh, on much of these spreads here yet because it's kind of hard going into the weekend. I like to see where the money goes. So, uh, it's, but I, I definitely lean on Ole Miss at home here, but no official play yet. Wasn't it LSU Missouri? Oh yeah. Missouri, fuck! I read that wrong. I, I don't know. I kind of still like Missouri at home. I'm not big on this LSU team. I, I definitely did think this was Ole Miss, I, I I still think Jaden Daniels is top five quarterback in college football. And uh, Missouri doesn't really. Missouri got that got that big win against Kansas State earlier in the season, but um, I I, I this LSU defense is just so bad. Ole Miss pissed all over them last week. Uh, Jaden Daniels still played his game, but I just don't think that this Missouri team has the offensive firepower that Ole Miss does. So Jaden Daniels is just going to be able to do enough and get a win for LSU. But um, I mean LSU could definitely drop this game. We they drop all these close ones. All righty, another one that we were looking at here, Alabama and Texas A&M, another tight matchup here. Yeah, I actually like Texas A&M in this spot. I think Texas A&M puts up a fight um, every week. They play really good football every week. They've been they've been winning games, uh, kind of covering spreads and everything. And this Alabama team obviously is not who they've always been. you got to go into Texas A&M. Um, I think they have all the momentum going into this game, and I think that they can definitely pull it out. It's going to be – I think it's under the lights too. I think it's a night game. I could be wrong about that though. Um, it's three thirty. It's three thirty. Damn, I think it would yeah. I was gonna say that, that that would help. That would help out A and M in my yeah, opinion as sure. well. I um, still like. I, I, I still like A and M though. Yeah, I'd probably lean A and M. Like I said, it's hard to see. Hard to say right now on a Wednesday with these with these plays. But I, I'd probably lean on A and M. Alrighty, Kentucky and Georgia here. Number one, Georgia heading. Uh, or sorry, Kentucky heading to number one, Georgia. Huge spread here at fourteen and a half. What do you guys think? I like Kentucky with the points. I don't have much else to say. I just think Georgia slips up. I just think this Georgia team isn't as good as we thought they were. They're not the number one team in the country, in my opinion. I don't think Michigan is number two either. Both these teams really haven't been playing dominant football, haven't had a hard game on their schedule yet. um, Georgia almost choked up against South Carolina, which is not a very good football team at all. So, um, yeah, I definitely like Kentucky here, but 14 and a half is just a lot for this Georgia team. Alrighty, final game here. College football, Notre Dame number 10 at number 25, Louisville. Six and a half points, the spread, 54 and a half the total. Anything good on this one? Yeah, I, I like Notre Dame. Notre Dame's pretty pretty sick this year. Yeah, I'd probably lean Notre Dame as well. Alrighty, let's shift our focus over to the NHL here. The next time we record, the NHL season will be officially underway. Season starts Tuesday, October 10th. I'm excited for the first game there uh, for us, the Penguins and the Blackhawks. Hopefully Bedard playing here against Crosby. Why don't we take a look at uh, some Stanley Cup odds to get us started here. The uh, top six here go as followed. The 
Avalanche are the league favorite at plus 850. Hurricanes behind them at plus 900. Devils at plus 1100. Maple Leafs at plus 1100. Oilers at plus 1100. And the Stars at plus 1300. Um, Some notable ones. The Bruins at plus 1700. The Rangers at 1700. And the Penguins at 2200. So going to be an interesting season coming in, but I'm curious, do you guys have any uh, value, good plays for the Stanley Cup winner coming into this season? Mackie, who's your pro- who do you like out of the top five? Who would you go with here? Um, I don't know. I don't really. I I I, I like the Hurricanes, dude, but I can't. I was gonna say I that's can't. the. Uh, I just don't like the value on them because they suck in the playoffs. So that I probably can't do it with the Hurricanes. Stacked. And the thing that scares me with the Devils is how good the division is. So I don't know. I'd probably lean Devils. Devils are a few years out. A few years out, I think. Yeah, I, that's how I don't know. That division's so tough. I'd probably go Leafs and then a value play. I kind of like the Kings at 20 to 1. Nah, dude, I can't get, every year. Every year so like everyone wants to get on them. 2 years ago they put up a fight. Last year they shit the bed, man. Well, I mean, they got the Oilers. That was the one year the Oilers decided to maybe do something and then and they blew Huff, it to my Vegas Knights. You just said my pick there. The 9 to 1 Edmonton Oilers. Conor McDavid's winning a Stanley Cup in our lifetime. I think he. I don't could, think he is. I like the value to do it this year. You don't think he's going to win a Stanley Cup ever? Not in Edmonton. Not, not in Edmonton. Edmonton. <laughs> I like that team with those odds. Another long shot play. I like sixteen to one on the Dallas Stars. Um, I think they have a great roster, top to bottom. I think that uh, the goalie is going to step up more so in the playoffs. Uh, love everything they got going on. there. great mix of youth and veteran presence. Deep lineup there down in Dallas. And they're always finding themselves in these game sevens in the playoffs. So one will end up on their side. Otter's too good to play like he did last year. Come down the stretch, sixteen to one. Love those odds. Edmonton Oilers nine to one. But I'll ride with the I'll ride with the, uh, the Stars. I'll throw on it right now. Going to be an interesting season here. I'm not I'm not too sure who I like, but those Hurricanes are nasty. Um, you know, Devils few years out, like you guys said. Oilers, I don't think they're going to make it happen. I don't think the Avs are going to make it happen again. I mean, Vegas is always pesky. I think it's going to be a fun year. I'm excited for it. We're just days away. Uh, let's jump into, do you guys want to jump into the conferences? Uh, let me see what odds we have listed here. I don't know where the fuck I just threw, I just threw 20 on both the Stars and then the Oilers. Just because you, you said that? Yeah. <laughs> let me see here. That's twenty win three twenty on the stars though. Why see, I, I that's a good. I was team. gonna say, see, I I think you can get better value in the Eastern Conference with some of these teams to win get rather than bolts. taking them to win outright. Yeah, like I was gonna say, like you can get light, the Lightning at plus seven fifty to win the Eastern Conference. That's not terrible. Um, and a team that you know still has all their guys there should still be ever, the have Sabres? everyone there. They're not gonna do it. But what are their odds? <laughs> what are their they're oh, I was gonna say I thought I saw them. they're pretty far. 18 to 1 to win the East. I have 20 to 1. Yeah. So that's why, like we always say, futures, you got to look at different books because there's some of them when you get down there, like, like what do you have, for example, like just say Detroit? 35 to 1. So you have 38. So it's like, if you're throwing some significant money on that, that's a lot of money and an odds difference. You know what I mean? When you get towards the bottom of the teams, yeah, the the, the lines are crazy. You got a line shop there. You can get like a thousand point difference on some books i was gonna say you can get some team that's plus 1200 on one book to like uh, not even that low like i'm saying like plus 2500 and you can get like a plus 3500 on another book right carolina hurricanes to win the east i do like that bet at plus 425 it's a regular season award too so they could definitely take that one 
We know how they shit the bed come playoff time. Toronto Maple Leafs with adding Bertuzzi and how good they've been of late. Yeah, that's, that's my that would either. be my pick. I think I think you said this year you think the Oilers can do it. I'm gonna buy into the Leafs side probably. I think uh, if I had to pick one of these top teams, that's probably who I'd go with. Six to one for them to win the East. I do like that. Yeah, and then the Oilers out west. I think they can get the job done there. I like the Oilers and the Stars both for the copy and the conference. Good odds on both. And we know how electric both those teams are year in and year out. So much talent and depth. We'll get some in-depth coverage going as these games start and we get some highlights rolling. But a lot of speculation coming into the year. We got to see who cracks these lineups still. NHL, you know, they released those lineups really late on who's actually on the team. So excited to see my Bruins bounce back. A uh, lot less hype going in this year, so that might do better for them. Uh, we'll see. It's going to be an exciting year, though. Hockey's back. I was watching some playoff hockey, or some overtime hockey in the preseason the other day. Got me all hyped up, so need a Bruins game ASAP. Hopefully, I can get to that home opener. Good stuff. Yes, NHL season just days away. I know we're all really excited for it. I know I'm ready to get it started and get rolling into that. It's a great time of the year with NBA, NHL, and NFL all kind of converging on each other. Alrighty, into the MLB here. The MLB playoffs have officially begun. Yesterday, we saw the Rangers, Twins, Diamondbacks, and Phillies all pick up Game 1 victories in their respective series. Who do you guys have all advancing out of the wild card round here? Uh, these are three-game series, I believe. Or Yeah, we just saw the Rangers and Twins get the wrap-up their series, so the Rangers and Twins are moving on. Uh, Diamondbacks down 2 nothing right now as we're recording to, to Milwaukee, and then the Phillies game tonight. So um, I, I actually like the Brewers to end up coming out of this series. Um, but, and as well as I like Philly to wrap things up tonight. So I think the Brewers are actually the only one that are going to get out and force a game three and potentially get out of their series after starting down or one. Huff, I agree with you completely. That Phillies team, I fucking love the Marlins. They're one of my favorite teams to go see live, but they're not beating the Philadelphia Phillies. They're the only legit wild card team, in my opinion, to make a run for the world series. I, I guess you could say the Rangers because of all that talent and the way they've been mm-hmm. scoring. But I agree with you that the Brewers and Diamondbacks are going to three games. I'm going to take the Diamondbacks for the value. I like their pitching matchup when it gets to a game three as well. But Will it be Gallon? Did he go to no, that? He's, he's going, going to It'll be, be Merrill Kelly. It'll be Merrill Kelly. Merrill Kelly. The fact. Game three. And I like that offense too. But these Phillies, they're going to close out tonight and they're going to make a run for the World Series again. Book it. I've been on them all year. Great value. You can still buy in. I think, I think that the Philly. Go ahead, Mackie. You can go. I was going to say, how about that two-game performance from for the Twins? Lopez goes five and two-thirds yesterday with one earned run, and then Sonny Gray goes five with none, and then the bullpen just cleans Ace. it up. Their bullpen has been with sells on them all They're, season, and their bullpen was able to hold it down. Yeah, They right, have two great. aces. They just ripped them. Um, Twins played crazy baseball. I had the Twins winning the series. I also had the Rays winning the series, which, which the Rangers just absolutely ran them. So this Rangers team could be dangerous. They played really good baseball towards the end they of the score. season. We saw what they did all season. They can get that pitching going. I know they have Scherzer out for the season. Avaldi in the playoffs is lights out, though. Yeah, Montgomery, Montgomery pitched seven shutout yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, yeah I mean, great great pickup there. I, I'm saying that's something you can always expect is a great start from Nathan Avaldi in the playoffs. Um, but that offense, we saw when they were hot during this year. Remember when they had that stretch where they were a top three team in our power rankings? When they're hot, they can hit, and they can put up double-digit crooked numbers anytime they want, which is scary. Are we going to get Rangers and Astros next round, though? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Oh, we're who would have to? If we're getting twins and Astros, I'm hammering the Astros. Nah, yeah, we're getting <laughs> yeah, twins and Astros. Too. We are. Hoff, let's go. Let's go. We've been on those Astros with the futures all year long, and now they get the Minnesota Twins in the second round to go to the AL. To go to the ALCS. Let's oh look at that. Let's my look. God. 
Let's look at that Texas Rangers and uh, Baltimore Orioles series, though. What do you guys think about that I like the Rangers, one? I think. I think so, too. I mean, this Orioles team have been high on them all year. They played great baseball for 162 games, but... I mean, the postseason's a different a different animal. and I, think I don't know if I have series prices yet for the next round. No, they round. won't be out yet. They just concluded today. But uh, There's a line on game one. <laughs> Orioles yeah, are minus Orioles 130. Are yeah. But jumping over to the western side, I don't Mac, know. Dude, I, have, I, like I have series odds for Orioles-Rangers. Let's hear it. What is it? Uh, Orioles-Rangers are minus 110 apiece. I uh, do. Astros-Twins are Astros minus 122, Twins plus 100. <laughs> I love the Astros and I like That's the Orioles. That's a crazy I love the line. Astros, bro. I love I, the Astros. I'm I'm rolling with the Twinnies. <laughs> I hate the Astros. Fuck the Astros. I thought you. Were I like this Twins team a lot. I actually like this Twins. I just team a lot. I, I just I think they're good homosexuals. Sorry, sorry, Jesse. You can cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> you just believe it. Yeah, <laughs> I can just believe. You just believe it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nobody will ever know what I said. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they have to guess. They cheat they're gonna, though. They're, they're gonna cheat. guess faggot. But they Mackie. can guess all they want. But if it's doesn't, <laughs> yeah, they can guess all they want. Explicit. We can, Mackie. If anyone asks you, you just said they're stupid. Yeah, I said another word yeah. for stupid. I'm just yeah, like, I, I'm, huff, I'm loving that Astros line. That's nuts. Do we buy back in? I might have to. I feel like it should be Astros like minus one forty five, minus one fifty. I think it's a crazy line. Yeah, kind of sketchy, if you ask me. Right, give me yeah, twins money gotta, line. Uh, give me I'm biting gray. the cheese on that one. Oh, uh, I dude, the Astros are too good at home. They Astros really suck, are. dude. They haven't been and playing the baseball playoffs. at all. And in the playoffs. I on the other side, crash though, and burn. Mac, you you didn't say this though. Who do you think comes out of that Brewers Diamondback series? I, I think it goes three as well. I know they're up early I, right here, but yeah, no, I, I actually did. Well, I I liked um, Zach Gallen. I thought it I thought it was going to be a one nothing game, Diamondbacks through five. And then I thought Zach Allen was going to come out, and I thought the Brewers were actually going to end up winning this game. But, um, I mean, going into Game 3, Merrill Car- Kelly is a dog, and I, c- I can't even tell you who's going to go for the uh, for the Brewers. Is it going to be that Rio guy, whatever his name Col- is? Colin Ray. Rio? Yeah, is that his name? Ray? Yeah. Probably. Um, I mean, that that just favors the Diamondbacks heavy. If, if they can get their bats going, I mean, Corbin Carroll leads that offense. Two-run shot last Castel night. Marte. Yeah, I mean, that, that, if that offense can get going, I do like the Diamondbacks with the value in that series. Me too. Well, give me the Diamondbacks here. We've been high on them all year long. I, I, I think they might even be able to come back in game two tonight, but we'll have to see how that pans out. But this will be fun to watch I mean, as we go down the stretch. If you start fat fat in in game one and you end up winning it, I mean, you better win that the series. That was solid all year, though. Don't let that go under undermine. Yeah, but I mean, it's a clear one and two, and he's three. I think it's just so the way I'm it saying, lined if up. You're able so to... could, it's just the way it lined up just because... That's how they were able to get in, right? No, that was definitely a business decision. You think? 100%. I like it, yeah. Roll Dimebacks, though. I want to see them go on to the next round. Alrighty, Good stuff there, boys. Do you want to run through here? Let's run through some World Series odds here real quick. Uh, the Braves are leading the, the, the Trials at plus 260. Astros at plus 450. Dodgers plus 470. Orioles at plus 700, Twins plus 800, Rangers plus 900, Phillies plus 1,000, Diamondbacks plus 2,300, Brewers plus 2,400, and finish it off, Miami Marlins plus 7,500. I'll keep it quick. I like the Braves to win it all. The Astros have a decent number, but the best price is the Phillies 10-1. Yep, and I was on it a long time. I've been saying it all yeah. year, Huff. That's a plus 1,000 right now. That's a good team, and they're getting hot at the right time. Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, they brought in that that guy from Lorenzen, the righty from Detroit. Then they have Bryce Harper in the playoffs. 
They have Trey Turner. And then the rest of the lineup's been playing well. Young guys like Stott stepping up to the plate. But I just think there's so much star power. This is not who you want to see if you're a powerhouse destined for a World Series run. Yeah, I mean, they're going to get matched up against either the Dodgers or the Braves next series. And I don't, I, I don't see any team getting past either of them this year. I know we've said that year in and year out. But um, especially the Braves, I mean, I don't. You get that team right now, and you're you're kind of drawing dead, in my opinion. Dodgers are playing just as good as baseball as them in the past few weeks, if not better. So I mean, um, I I, th- I think it's kind of inevitable that we end up with Dodgers Braves in the in the uh, NLCS. But if there is going to be anyone to upset them, it it is going to be those Phillies. I think a good bet might be whoever doesn't play the Phillies in the second round, you take them to win the World Series right there. And It'll be probably, the Braves. Yes. It, Phillies will play the Dodgers. So then you take the Braves right then. Um, that that wouldn't be a bad play in my opinion. Phillies, Braves, NLCS though would be pretty crazy too. Rivals, division rivals. But could, the, uh, those Dodgers, you can't count them out. They have the most talent besides the they're they're, they're good. Nah, they're Braves good. got the most talent. That's what I meant. Not the Astros. I yeah, meant to say Atlanta. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, that's you can't count out the Dodgers. Dodgers, Braves, Astros, three of the scariest teams you can see on your schedule. Value in the Phillies and Rangers just for their their star power. I mean, definitely at least the two best teams in the league. You gotta say Phillies. I think Philly would be able to run it out, out in the AL this year. Hmm. They started slow. Alrighty, boys. I think that's gonna wrap up everything we got this week here. NFL week five. Just days away from the NHL and NBA regular seasons. Not much else for me to add. Anything else, boys? Yeah, that's going to do it for me. Uh, I think it's going to do it for everyone. Good episode. Uh, lots of playoff baseball going on. Like we said, next time we talk, NHL hockey is going to be on. Then we know uh, NBA season's right around the corner, even though I always say the NBA doesn't start until Christmas. But we're going to get some good hockey action and some playoff baseball for the next couple of weeks. Uh, NFL, obviously, week five coming up Thursday night this week. Big college football slate this week to look forward to. Lots going on in the sports world. October's finally here. The second, if not the best sports month in the world. So we finally made it. Um, Other than that, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Make sure you tune in for the live stream on Sunday. Um, Other than that, make sure you like, follow, subscribe, wherever, the whole nine yards. Other than that, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Couldn't have said it better myself, Huff. Only thing I want to add in there is come next week, you'll still see me leading the card in the NFL. So. Let's keep eating, boys. Get back in the green. Need all plus this week.